Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Black, Gay, and Ill, a podcast built on diversity, vulnerability, and authenticity. I am your host, Ryan Goldsmith, and thank you guys so much for choosing to tune in again this week. I feel like it's been forever since I've talked to you guys, and we literally are just picking up where we left off last week, but it feels like it's been forever. Um, So I've honestly been thinking about doing like a midweek recap on Wednesdays and Thursdays, just to kind of touch base with everyone and see how you guys are doing, and just kind of let you know how I'm doing as well. Um, Let me know how you guys feel about that. I think that'd be a pretty good idea just because, again, a week seems like such a long time when I actually sit down and record. I wanted to let you guys know that I finally took your advice and I did create um, sort of like a professional email, something that you guys could keep in contact with me so that we're not going through Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that jazz just to make it a little more organized. So you guys will now be able to send me your questions, comments, and concerns, and then just any feedback that you guys have to my personal email. It's going to be rgoldsmith402 at iCloud.com. So whenever I ask you guys for questions, if I don't make a poll on like Instagram or Facebook stories, then you can send those questions to there. It'll just be super convenient and so much easier for me to sift through those and so much easier for you guys to have one point of contact for those kind of things. So I took your advice. I'm fucking listening. You're welcome. Diving right on into the disclaimer, you guys know that I do not use a script. Whatever comes up comes out, so I just say whatever the fuck I'm feeling in the moment. So just a disclaimer, again, trigger warning, we could be talking about some thoughts of suicide, we could be talking about addiction, drug abuse, physical abuse, violence, things like that, so just keep that in mind. I always give a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode, just so you guys know. Again, it's not a guarantee, but again, whatever comes up comes out. This episode, we're going to kind of talk about friendships and relationships and why the fuck I'm so terrible at them. Um, No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. But we are going to talk about friendships and relationships and just my experience with those things in general. Just to give everyone clarification on why the fuck I am the way that I am. So this will be a super interesting video, not video, what the fuck, um, episode to record I'm super excited to record it. Um, I'm a little nervous about how my friends and family are going to react to this just because I know them and it's it's just going to be all around an interesting thing. It's going to be a learning experience for everyone involved. I do want to kind of talk about um, relationships first, like romantic relationships, not platonic relationships, just because I don't really have a lot of experience with within that realm i've only been in two serious relationships one of those relationships obviously with my partner right now of five years um who i'm marrying this year aa and then prior to that i had a oh a lot of you don't know this a lot of you do know this but a lot of you don't um maybe you do because i mentioned it kind of before in one of my previous episodes anyways I had a girlfriend for three years when I was a teenager from age 15 to 18. And I remember specifically the age range because that was the worst fucking time in my life. But I've only been in all that to say I've only been in two serious relationships. Both of them, however, started off very, very similar. As you guys know, I've always been extremely anxious. So getting into relationships was hard for me. Because if you recall from my previous, the last, literally the last episode that I did, I talked about how I always feel like people are lying to me. And that doesn't translate well into romantic relationships. Um, Obviously, everyone knows that if a romantic relationship is going to work, then you have to be able to trust each other or else it's just a recipe for disaster. 
And again, with me feeling like everybody is always lying to me because I do have issues, it it just never... I, I can remember with my last relationship and this relationship, I would always question everything that they were doing. And it's crazy because, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like saying this out loud, I would be up for hours on end, maybe until like 2 or 3 a.m. Like going through their Facebook friends I couldn't even get it out because I cannot believe I'm saying this out loud. Going through their Facebook friends and like checking their recent activity and like their interactions with these people just to make sure that they weren't cheating on me. And that's fucking crazy when I hear it out loud. And now that I'm able to sit back and reflect on it, I feel like there could be a multitude of reasons why I felt like I needed to do that. Um, One... I just kind of felt like at that moment in my life, at those moments in my life, I didn't really love myself. I didn't start to love myself until probably about, whew, maybe like a year and a half ago, maybe. And that's kind of pushing it closer to a year ago, but I didn't really love myself. So I kind of felt like how could anyone else love me or everyone that said they loved me didn't? It was just kind of a cover up, like everyone wanted something from me, which looking back on it, I didn't really have shit. I was a broke ass teenager in high school. And then when I met John, I was broke as fuck working at Taco Bell. So I don't know what what they could per- po- like possibly want from me. But that was just my th- my thought process. I just kind of felt like I didn't love myself. So how could they love me? They must want something. The second reason, I kind of felt like... I wasn't conventionally attractive per societal beauty standards. So if you take if you know what I look like, I'm short, I'm chubby, I have a round face and a big head. I have dimples, my smile is gorgeous. Um I have beautiful chocolate skin and now I, I'm able, I feel like I'm able to use those adjectives confidently because now I do love myself and I do understand that I am a bad bitch, period. But again, back, back, back then I didn't really, I couldn't really tap into that. So when I touch on the relationship that I had with the female, we grew up over on the Southeast side, over on 10th street. And prior to dating me, she was really into like rugged, hardcore thug dudes. And I was kind of like short and chubby and nerdy. And I was a dancer. So I didn't really fit the mold that she had already expressed that she was interested in. So I would always be super self-conscious every single time we would go out. She would, it would be like 90 degrees. So obviously she'd be in a camisole and like some shorts. And I'd be like, you need to put on some jeans and or you need to put on a t-shirt just very controlling and ridiculous and it was simply because i didn't think i was worthy to be in a relationship with someone because i didn't feel like i was attractive when i first met john it was the same thing just a different situation I didn't really love myself, so I felt like I'm ugly. But at this time, I think I had gained a little more weight since high school. So I was like, I'm ugly, I'm fat. I, John, 
is a white boy and I don't think he's ever been with a black man. And I didn't really look at that as an advantage. I I used to tear myself down about it. I would be like, he's never been with a black man. He probably thinks I'm disgusting. He's probably experimenting with me, probably is fetishizing me. So I would do all these things. And in hindsight, I didn't realize that I was blocking my blessings and I was sabotaging my relationship because when I had those thoughts, it made me hate, not only hate myself, but hate the person that I was with, if that makes sense. Like, how can you truly, truly love somebody if you think that they are out to get you or you think that they don't have your best interests? So it would come off as we would be, for example, me and my ex-girlfriend would be walking down the street and I would see like a guy coming down the street and for no reason at all I would do this thing where I would I wouldn't acknowledge it but I would turn a cold shoulder and then she would ask me about it and ask me about it and ask me about it and I would be like well I saw you look at that guy if you want to go be with him go be with him and this would happen a lot and I don't understand how she dealt with me for three years but whatever and same thing, touching back on the relationship that I'm in now with my fiance, I can remember a specific time where he took me, we used to be camp counselors for this uh, Christian camp. And he took me for the very first time and I was meeting everybody. I was super anxious and it got it had gotten so bad that I was super nauseous. And there was this one particular camper, not camper, Jesus Christ, counselor. <laughs> and I thought he was pretty handsome. And John was super close with him. Um, he was super handsome, red hair, and he had like a little lisp, which I thought was really cute. And him and John, again, were super close. And I just felt like, I was like, this man is going to take my man away from me. And I didn't even stop to think for two seconds that this man was a heterosexual Christian man. So there was no way in fuck that that was happening. Again, I don't ever think clearly. Like my thought process is from zero to a hundred. So I'm just like, this man is going to take my man away from me. And again, because I felt like I wasn't conventionally attractive, leads me into my next point. I felt like I kind of deserved these things. Like I deserved to be cheated on or I deserved to be treated poorly because I had it in my mind that I was doing things to not make people like me and I had it in my mind that I wasn't cute anyway so what's even what even is the point in trying um to make myself appealing to these people or trying to fight for this relationship like I this is just what I deserve like I deserve these things so just to backtrack a little bit uh, the relationship with my ex-girlfriend ended when I was 18. And then promptly after that, she had gotten pregnant. The baby girl is gorgeous. Um, but I remember sitting after she had broken up with me and hearing the news that she had gotten pregnant. And I'm like, that was real quick. So I had had it in my mind, which it really didn't even fucking matter because the relationship was over. So I don't know why I pondered for so long, but I had had it in my mind that she was basically fucking with this dude while we were together towards the end of our relationship. And she broke things off with me to pursue him further. But there was also this thing in my mind. I had no doubt that she was cheating on me with this man because everything just happened way too fast. So 
given that I had a huge distrust for humans and I took a nosedive into promiscuity. By this point, I had been dancing for a little while. Um, and I think that's when my sister and I got our first apartment and I was hitting the gym every day. So my body has started to change and I started to see a change, a positive change in my body. I started losing weight. My arms were getting toned. Like I could see my neck, like everything was great. And I started receiving, I moved out to Beach Grove and I started receiving attention from a lot of men. And I just took that shit bitch and ran with it like a horse at the Kentucky Derby. I was living my best life. <laughs> and looking back on that, I kind of feel like that was a negative response to, I guess, sort of not even like trauma. I feel like that's a heavy word. But I feel like I had sought validation from men after not having that for so long. Again, I've always been gay. I was in a relationship for, I guess, a cover up. So, and and because I wasn't receiving attention from anyone else, and then here comes this woman, she gives me attention, and I just, again, took that and ran with it. But now that I am receiving attention, it was, it was a disaster. It was not good. So for about a year and a half, I was just all over the place. And then I met my partner right now and settled down, and... We basically, so we settled down and now we're starting our own little family and everything has been great. So I want to kind of use that to segue into my family relationships. Now, growing up, it had always been myself, my sisters, my mom, and then a man of my mother's choosing, <laughs> um, we had obviously like outside family, like my aunts and my uncles. But unfortunately, given the circumstances, we didn't really see them a lot. So it, I didn't really grow up with the biggest family or the tightest knit family, but I knew I always had my sisters and my mother. Now, growing up, there was never really a healthy display of a relationship so I guess when I sit and unpack everything I guess that's why I'm not really good at like friendships and relationships <laughs> um my family I want to start this off by saying I love my family but I have a chosen family for a reason my mother, so my mother was the youngest and she encountered various struggles in life. My mother struggled heavily with addiction, domestic abuse. It, it, it just wasn't really great. And I think my family kind of had washed their hands with her at some point. And it's understandable, I guess, to a certain point, but I still have trouble, I guess, wrapping my mind around the fact that the baby of the family was struggling and everyone thought it would be a good idea to just abandon her. So when we talk about 
my relationships with my family, I am distant for a reason. Um, I have my blood aunts, whom I love very, very, very much. I actually reconnected with my, I think my oldest aunt, question mark. Um, I'm just, I'm trying to keep everybody's name out because I don't know if they want you to know who they are. And also I'm not trying to get fucking sued. Um, but my oldest aunt, I love her to death. She's fucking hilarious. Um, I just reconnected with her right before my, or right before or during my mom's passing. And she put a lot of shit into perspective for me as to what happened and why everybody disappeared. And when when we have those kind of conversations, I feel like it's easier for me to take a step back and I guess kind of hold my mother accountable for the damage in the relationships that she has caused. Um, but at the same time, I question why you couldn't why my family just couldn't come see the kids like we were kids at the moment like we didn't really understand what the fuck was going on and i love my aunts like i always wanted to be around them so that's kind of i still kind of struggle with connecting with my blood family because i feel like i just don't know them like my cousins one of my cousins is out in california one of my cousins is out of virginia one of my cousins is here he has an entire family and i i want to build relationships with these people but i don't even know where to fucking start because it's been like so many years like everyone's adult like we're all adults now so it's kind of I guess pointless at this time like I don't really see the point in that so I'm I'm kind of distant from my blood family and then I have my chosen family which I'm gonna say y'all names I don't give a fuck my auntie crystal my cousin Kiera my cousin Bria um, shout out to Kayani, shout out to Mir, shout out to Bella, shout out to Abby, shout out to Kali. Um, I have them and they, when, when my blood family, I guess, washed their hands with us, they were there with open arms. I remember us meeting, like we all met when I was like six or seven in a homeless shelter and my, my auntie Crystal, she, her and my mama would do whatever they could to make sure that we all were fed to make sure that we all had clothes on our back just to make sure that we all were good and i feel like that is what family is about no matter what the circumstances were i felt like i could always count on my auntie crystal and my mama and shit my big sister too because when my mama was out there out there she stepped in like this bitch dropped out of high school to take care of me and my sister. So if I would have seen, I guess, those kind of relationships on display throughout my upbringing, I think I would have a better understanding. And I don't know if that's a strong statement to say, but I think I would have somewhat of a better understanding of how to be a better friend, brother, boyfriend, fiance, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, if I had had those examples, those kind of examples. And again, just circling back, I would love to get to know all of my family. I just don't know where to start. Actually, uh, we went to a barbecue or like a family reunion and I got to meet a lot of my family. And that was one of the most gratifying experiences I've ever had. Like I had no idea who these people were. 
and it was just amazing to see like there was just so much love and my heart was so full and i want more experiences like that like i was hoping we spent christmas with my aunt and uh my cousin's kids like we spent half of the day with them and that was great like i just want to do more things of that nature because again i just don't know them and i would love to get to know them now this is where shit starts to get a little interesting i kind of want to transition into my friendships i have always struggled with keeping friends it looks a little different today than it does than it did years ago because now I don't fight anymore, but as a child, I was always fighting. So as a child, whenever I felt like I was wronged or I was being verbally attacked or I was being made fun of by a group of people that I called my friends, I would lash out and like inevitably there would be a fight. Now it looks different because whenever I feel that way, I just kind of bottle it up and I'm quiet and then I'll disappear. <laughs> I'll disappear for weeks on end and I just won't talk to you. I won't answer your calls. I won't text you back. And it's just because I don't know how to deal with any other emotion besides joy <laughs> yet. I'm still in the process of figuring that out. But the last thing I want to do is to lash out on one of my friends, especially because I don't have a lot. Like my circle is pretty small and we'll get into why in a minute, but my circle is pretty small. So I want to keep the friends that I do have because I have solidified relationships like my best friend right now. She one of my best friends. She is uh, we've been friends for like two or three years now. And it feels like we've been friends forever. Love you, Kitty. I'm not going to say your real name because I, I don't want you to sue me. But <laughs> um, she's been my best friend for like two or three years. And it, we instantly clicked. And she's one of the best friends I've ever had. Like, I've never questioned her loyalty. Um, my other best friend, shout out to Taylor because I know you won't sue me. Hopefully. Your boyfriend's rich. Don't sue me. Um, shout out to Taylor. We've been friends since I was 18, 19. So since before I met John, she's great. Um, and we've, we just have so much history together. We, I would say we damn near grew up together and she's more like a sister to me. Um, shout out to my bitch, Rebecca. That bitch has been my ride or die since high school. The bitch is crazy. She would kill somebody over me and I love her so much. So I guess just to say all that, just to say that I love my friends dearly. I just, I do this thing where I get annoyed very easily. I get annoyed very easily and I don't know how to express that. Another reason why I feel like my friendships don't last today is because I'm not really good at communication. If you, if we kind of take a, take a flashback to the last episode, I talked about me not liking to talk on the phone. Like I don't like to sit and chat on the phone. I just, I don't know why. I just don't, I just don't like to sit and 
it makes it, it it's almost like an obligation like i have an appointment or something and i i can't i have to be doing other things i don't know i don't fucking know but i don't like that and then also i just texting i lose interest fast and it's not necessarily like a personal thing like i would love to talk to my friends but i just don't i don't know how to sit and carry a conversation if we are not face to face and I don't know if it's, I don't know how, if I just don't have the interest to, like, I don't want to do that. And it's hard because how in the fuck else, especially like with COVID, like people don't want to go out sometimes. Like, how are you supposed to keep in contact with your friends? So I feel like I lose relationships that way because I don't know how to communicate um, something else that I feel like really affects my friendships is I get real anxious and I, I forget that people like me for me, not because of what I have and not because of who I know or what I do. People like me just because I'm me. Most recently, one of my old friends, she lives in Illinois now and she came up here and we made plans to hang out and she's super successful and she's a very pretty super gorgeous girl and her and my other friend who i used to dance with they invited me out to dinner and i said yes and i always fucking do this and at the very last minute i i didn't even i don't even think i canceled i think i just ignored them and it was because i had just gotten so in my head and i had gotten so anxious and i was like and it's weird because I feel like I'm doing pretty well for myself. Like for someone that had dropped out of high school, like I am making a decent amount of money. I'm marrying the love of my life. I have a decent home. Also, I just, I got my high school diploma now. So I just got it. But previous to this, I didn't have it. But I'm doing pretty well for someone that was not set up for success. Like that didn't, the odds, I guess I had stacked the odds against my damn self, if you will. So I don't know why, but I was just like, they're not going to be interested in anything I have to say. They're going to just tear me down. And why would they do that? When I think about it now, it looks really shitty on my part to accept plans and to not even so much as give them a call and tell them why I didn't come. But I'm telling you guys, my mind is a prison. Like, it was... I, it was so crippling in that moment. I couldn't even move. Like, I couldn't do anything. I remember them calling me and texting me. And I just sat and stared at the phone. Like, I couldn't I couldn't do anything. And I have episodes like that often. And it fucking sucks. It's hard to live with shit like that. Because they'll probably... And I can't blame them. I would be super fucking annoyed. They'll probably never invite me out anywhere ever again. Um, and I haven't talked to either of them since that day. And this translates into my everyday life. Like, I'll make plans with my best friends and then I'll cancel last minute just because I tend to do this thing where I get manic and I'll be in moods. Like, I'll be in really good moods and I'll make all these plans when I'm in a good mood and the day will come and I'm just not feeling it anymore and I'll just cancel. And with complete and utter disregard for how they feel and it's consistent. It's consistent. It happens a lot. And I, I guess I get into the point where this is why 
I sometimes feel like I'm a bad brother or I'm a bad friend because I'll make all these promises and I never keep up my end of the bargain, if that makes sense. And after a while, that shit gets frustrating. No matter how much you love somebody, it gets frustrating and it's hard to deal with things like that. And I, again, I have to shout out, shout out to my sisters because they literally don't let that affect our relationship. Um, And then shout out to Kitty, my best friend, because for whatever, whatever the fuck the reason is, all three of them, my sisters and Kitty, they still put up with my shit and they, like, I don't know, I don't, I can't explain it, like, they all still make plans with me and they'll still prioritize like my feelings over like other things. And it just puzzles me because why would you do that for me if it's not reciprocated? And then it dawned on me, it dawns on me all the time. It's like, it's because they love you. So yeah, um, this was, this kind of got deep in the end, um, and I kind of want to challenge you guys, if you're ever feeling like super anxious or super unappreciated, just reach out to a friend, hell, reach out to me and we can chat, like it doesn't have to be anything super serious, but I want you guys to know that you are loved and there is someone out there that will put up with your shit forever and ever, and you have to be very thankful for those people and hold them close. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for choosing to tune in again this week. Um, please make sure you follow all of my social media platforms. On Instagram, it's ryguy, R-Y-G-U-Y, with three underscores. And then on Facebook, I'm Ryan Goldsmith. And then I have a page, BGI Brands. Again, thank you guys so much, so much, so much. And remember, it's not all bad because in order to spell trill, you have to have the word ill. Thank you so much, guys. See you next week.